What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Hey, what's up, Billy? How are you? Congrats, by the way. You got married recently? Yeah, thanks, man. How's that? Uh, It's great. Yeah. Uh, I asked myself, why didn't I do this earlier? Really? It's like, it's like having a sleepover with your best friend, but every day. How long have you been married? Uh, oh boy. like a week and a half. Yeah, it's early. And he has, yeah, he has a he has a new cliche about it every day. Two weeks, two weeks right. and a half. Tony's Tony's like, I just came up with this uh, description of it where it's uh, it's like a sleepover with your best friend every night. Yeah, are you Tony a lot came wiser? Up, Tony now? came up with it. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I feel like more of an adult than I've ever had before. Um, you know, I walked the perimeter now, looked at some lawnmowers. I live in an apartment, wow. uh, but just felt the need to look at, you know, lawnmowers as an adult. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, what does walk the perimeter mean? You know, just scan the, the area. Yeah. You know, do the walk around. Oh, for sure safety. Oh, like you're secure. like you're the guard. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. Sometimes you just I, I've gotten used to staring out the window just with my hands on my hips. Just, yeah. Okay. And you weren't doing any of this before. You weren't looking out for your own safety. You you weren't no. worth protecting, apparently. No. No. Okay. All right. The lawnmower Billy, how thing, did you hear about this? The lawnmower thing isn't crazy, by the way, just because like you never know when you'll find a good sale and one day you'll need it, right? Like maybe not now, but you could have it. How did I hear about it? Yeah, it was this like in the Gill newsletter. How did you find out about Tony Gill's marriage? People talk, man. People talk. Word gets around quick, you know. I'm a little disappointed, Jason, because I saw you drinking from your mug. And then yeah. I looked closely and I saw that it said late show. And I was hoping that it said sports adjacent on it. Cause like that would just be amazing <laughs> if you had your own mug. Yeah. 
Don't that would be that. that would be great. We don't really have any of that. We had mm. T-shirts for a while. We don't have that anymore. No, mm. we don't really have anything. Uh, we don't have any trinkets we can send you. No swag. We're not. We're not like you guys. Probably have everything, don't you? Hoodies um, and hats. I mean, like we have a site where you can buy things, but I don't like. There's none actually on hand. So I think that they're like made to order. You know. Okay. I'm glad, I, I bet Billy's glad he doesn't have to deal with that anymore. Oh my god, it was one of the biggest pains <laughs> in the ass, and it was like the first thing I officially delegated to someone else, and I delegated it to Chris Cody, and like immediately two weeks later, I was like, I need to take this on again. Like this isn't working out. <laughs> Tony, who do you like better out of Billy and Chris? <laughs> You got to pick one, man. Wow. Ooh, that's not fair. That's, that's, that's really is not fair. I think Billy's, you guys are you guys are his two favorite people on the show. Uh, surprisingly, Roy, not in consideration for some reason. But Why surprisingly? Why? What's happening here? Uh, just because you guys both like hockey so much. Hmm. 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 Um... I feel like I'm a combination of Chris and Billy. Like if Chris and Billy were able to have a baby Uh and that baby ended up being darker than both of them combined, (laughs) it would be, it would be me. Hmm. Um, Which which parts of me did you get? Do you think? And which parts of Chris? Um, I think the quick jabs of jokes I got from Chris and then but also my brain does the stream of consciousness thing where I might go on a long tangent on something completely random or relevant to right. what's going on. <laughs> I got, I definitely got that from, from you. Billy. Relevant. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I've seen some of your tangents. I would not say that they're random and I would also say I tend to agree with them. So I'm glad that we had you as a child. I'm glad I was, you. I was born. Yeah. Thank me you. too. I, I appreciate the life that I was given. <laughs> That's good. Let's start the show. This is Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure, your host, and uh, Russ Dorsey is out covering the World Series, but we have found a very good substitute for him. Billy Gill from Meadowlark Media and the Levitard Show and all the various podcasts that they do. Hello. Thanks for and having we, me. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, and Tony was just thanking you for having Thank him you for in having this me, imaginary yeah. world where you're his... You're one of his two parents, apparently. Uh, I was just I was just watching Russ on the rally, by the way. How did how do you guys record with him when he's doing that all the time? Well, we usually do it late at night, and that's a good uh, question. Uh a lot of times we are recording this because we all have other jobs. We all have full-time jobs. We're all like employed plus at this point. Um and so the time we can do this, because it's usually just me and Russ and Tony. We don't have a lot of guests. We usually just kind of keep it to to our group and uh so we end up doing these sometimes at uh, we start recording at 10 o'clock on a work Ooh. day 10 o'clock at night sometimes i think tone we've even done them at we started them at like midnight on yeah. a work night because that's when we have time that's not ideal your 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 woof is correct and noted yeah. uh but that's when we have time but i've been very conscious of this lately with guests of what are we asking of a guest because they're not committed to this as a uh, third job or fourth job or whatever like we are um, are we getting them at their best when we're asking them to come on at 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday? <laughs> in, some, in some cases, not. In some cases, you can tell they're tired and I don't blame them. And uh, there's times where I'm tired for this. And man, the one thing that you cannot do 
I feel like, well, one of the things you can't do is you can't come on here and be low energy. You can't come on here and just be dragged because it's going to come through and it's going to be very hard to listen to. So are we getting Billy Gill at a good time of day? I mean, you work in the morning, so I'd imagine you got to be a morning person. Like, are we getting a functional Billy Gill here at like dinner time? I would say on a Wednesday. Uh, so, okay. Uh, I, one, I was sick today. I called out sick. So I didn't oh. have, I didn't have that. Uh, like, so I don't you have called that. out sick or you were sick. No, I was sick and I okay. actually called because I had crazy migraines last night. And then I, I like woke up, I, I took Advil and then I thought, okay, once I take medicine in the morning, I'll sleep it off. Once I take medicine in the morning, it'll be fine. And today I was like just puking all day long in the morning. I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive in for an hour like this. Like I'm not going to make it. So, I, I mean, the good news is, is that I didn't do the full show today. So I, I didn't have that grind, but I would say I'm not 100%, and I also intended to make myself a coffee before this just to make sure to have the energy, and I put the like the pod in the Nespresso machine, and then I walked away, and I never actually made it, so it's just sitting over there, so I haven't had the coffee yet, and I texted my wife right now as you were explaining it, saying that you needed high energy, and I'm like, I meant to make a coffee, but I forgot to actually make it, so you could just leave the pod in there, you can have it or whatever, so... I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to bring it. Tony, I will say this. Mm-hmm. You're two weeks into marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much midnight recordings are going to work moving <laughs> forward. Like early on, it's good, but mm-hmm. I feel like this is going to be a thing. And Jason, I'm surprised that like this hasn't been something that's been like a talking point, at least like hmm, maybe let's not do midnight recordings. My wife likes that money. Oh, okay. Well, there she, you go. she eats, eats, sleeps and spends those midnight recordings. So she doesn't really object when the checks come in. The sheets and giggles checks. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, we've had, we've had a lot of advertisers over the years. I we, didn't, we didn't, we didn't get the 50 million that you guys got, but we've gotten a little something here and there. Not um, us, I, I do. Anything. We are sponsored by sheets and giggles and I need to, I need to mention that. Do you want a minute while I kind of do some like show admin work here and you can go get your, your Nespresso and come back. Do you want? Nah, I'm in. I'm in it for the okay. long haul, man. All right. Well, you guys can hear. We've got Billy Gill in, and he's he's really uh, he's really a gamer today. And we got Tony Gill on the boards. Uh, two weeks into marriage, Tony Gill, and look how much he's grown up already. Uh, Sports adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com/sa, and you'll get two hundred and thirty dollars off their new mattress. No promo code needed. Just use that link. And you'll get the discount applied automatically. Uh, the mattress is designed for perfect firmness and comfort. It's sustainable. A lot of eucalyptus in there. Uh, and you can get $230 off if you use our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Uh, Billy, do you have Sheets and Giggles sheets? I do have Sheets and Giggles sheets. How do you think they decided $230 off? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I do know. Because they originally were doing a discount with us that had 23 in it because they wanted something kind of Chicago-centric. Ah, yeah, oh see, God. you get it. And uh, But $23 off the mattress wouldn't be a very good deal, no. I don't think. So he just bumped, we bumped it up to 230 And $230 off a mattress is a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. You have one of the mattresses? I'm putting oh, it yeah. Putting in a bad spot. No, we do. We do. As you can tell by Tony's reaction, we do. I never know what I had to really look up what eucalyptus was. Mm. Uh, Now it's it's one of my favorite plants. Does it calm you? Eucalyptus? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what is it about it. Me neither. But it's soft yet firm. Jason knows how likes it. How likes it firm. 
Mm. Um, but also like sensitive, but it like it also maintains its shape. So like it's everything that you could ever want when you're sleep. All the stuff you complain about when you wake up to like we're all we're all you know married men here so you guys know um you know the stuff that you complain about to other you know adults about man i don't know something's about my mattress or my back or my neck none of that happens on the eucalyptus mattress none of that good i use eucalyptus in like my body wash but i don't feel the same thing so maybe it's specific to Mm. eucalyptus being in mattresses or maybe it's just the mattress have you tried ingesting it uh ingesting body eucalyptus Eucalyptus, not the body (laughs) um i haven't i think koalas eat eucalyptus right or am i wrong yes Mm -hmm. they eat the leaves they eat the leaves yes yeah Hmm. these are like eucalyptus fibers so it's not that different than how they make cotton sheets as far as the process i don't think but it's much softer and more comfortable yeah, you grind down the leaves. Like, how do you put the eucalyptus in the fire? Well, I I don't like work at the uh, at oh, the company. I don't, I don't work know. at the plant, Billy. But um, you knew the promo code question, <laughs> so I thought maybe you guys had like a briefing as to how mattresses are made. Right. Well, no, but maybe we need to do that. Maybe we need to go take a tour of the factory or wherever uh, they're doing all of this. Out oh, like Mister Rogers. That's yeah. my favorite segment on Mr. Rogers. Tony can they, be quality control, just like, you know, rolling over the mattresses to see if they're correct. Yeah, like they'll show you like, oh, this is how the mail gets here. Or this is how you get, you know, bananas at your grocery store. And it's always like a fun little trip with Mr. Rogers. Hmm. Billy, I've been listening to some of your recent work, so I have some things to follow up with you on. Oh, um, no. Now, so, okay, so make sure I have the full... Uh, workload here for you you're on levitard yeah you're on god bless football yeah are you on other shows here too that we need to make uh, sure we promote stupidity uh mm-hmm. mystery crate a lot of the time but sometimes i miss the day that they record uh i think that's it okay i don't know <laughs> i think that's it wouldn't you know I mean, you would think. To be honest with you, he like, probably you... doesn't. He probably is just on a mic, and then this gets put out without him even knowing. And like, he thinks this is probably one of those shows right now. Well, no. So, like, if you want me to be a hundred percent honest with you, the one that we do the most work on is God Bless Football because, like, Sugat so just sets up kind of crazy, ridiculous recording schedules where we'll put out what ends up being like a ninety-minute episode, but we've recorded well over four hours that week of content, <laughs> and then I need to edit it all down to get it uh. into ninety minutes because, like. Every week we have on Chris Sims and Mike Golick, and then we'll have on like a guest and we'll have people make picks. But like he's so chummy with them that what needs to be like a quick 15 minute, like in and out, let's talk about college, let's talk about the NFL, ends up being 45 to 50 minutes every single week. And it's like, okay, like (laughs) we need to not do this like this. I could see that. And when I was listening to the episode that you guys did today, or it came out today, I think, uh, or no, no, I'm sorry, you recorded it Tuesday on the NFL trade deadline. And then it came out Wednesday morning and you guys went and got Adam Schefter on deadline day to yeah. come on this show, yeah. which is like an outlandish request. Um, yeah. I, okay. It is. So it's it is. more. It's but then, more, but then it's, Billy, like, no, you have him on and you waste his whole, he's got, he says, I've got like seven minutes, which probably means five. Yeah. And you guys waste Stu wastes the first minute telling him, I can't believe you came on here. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And then all he pretty much tells you over the next few minutes is stuff that he's tweeted throughout the day. And then 
at the end, Stugatz goes, all right, I got a minute left. Two questions. Yeah. And then he asks three. Yeah. It's worse than you think because this is how this is how that one played out if you really want to know. I so do. We uh we we finished recording around like noon, twelve thirty, something like that, right? And the trade deadline is at four o'clock on Tuesday. And then trades start happening, and then there's like a trade that the Dolphins made. There's actually two trades that the Dolphins made. But I'm driving home and we had already recorded one other thing for stupidity or godless football or whatever it was. I, I don't even remember sometimes what it is we're recording for. I just have to kind of like piece it together after, right? So mm-hmm. we record that and I'm driving home. Um, and me and Stu guys are like, okay, well, today's gonna be an easy one. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do anything. Like, we'll, we don't have a recording like tomorrow, right? So then we're driving home, and he's like, calls me, and he's like, and, and all his calls are like 40, 45 minutes. So calls me, and is like, man, it's so, we're so dumb that we don't have a trade deadline special. We should be doing this, blah 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 blah. blah. He's like, I'm gonna call Golik and see. He's like, do you want to do one today? And I'm like, I guess, but like, if we do, we have to wait until after four. Obviously, it makes no sense for us to do it special at three o'clock because things could still happen. The deadline's so, at four. Exactly. So we for Eastern. So we're I'm talking to him at like two thirty, and he's like, "I'm gonna text Golik to see if he can do something after the trade deadline at like four or four thirty, and then yeah. says, "I'm gonna see if Schefter can do it also." So he reached out to Adam Schefter at you know two forty five, three o'clock, like right in the middle, mm-hmm. like headed up to the yeah. deadline. Is texting right when he's in the middle of all the work on short notice, like he's got nothing else to do. A hundred percent. So he's texting him, seeing if he could join. Then he says, oh, with these dolphin moves, we should get a dolphins person. So then it's like he's debating, like, do we get Greg Cody on? And then I sent him like, oh, you should. I was like, do you know Emmanuel Hacho? Like he's been really high on Tua lately and like has been really pissing people off with stuff he's been saying about Tua and Justin Herbert. If you know him, you should see if you can get him. So then he starts setting out the bat signal to see if he can like track him down. He's never met him before in his life, but he's trying to get him on (laughs) on an hour's notice. And then tells me and shares a text with me where he sends a text to Mike Golick Jr., who he's not having on the show, sends a text to Mike Golick Jr. asking me if I can share with him the Zoom link so he could send it to Darius Rucker to see if he wants to join this draft special because he's a Dolphins fan. So within a span of like 30 minutes, we went from we're having a chill afternoon to reaching out to Mike Golick, Mike Golick Jr. to talk to Darius Rucker for us on a show he's not participating in. Trying to track down Emmanuel Acho and seeing if Schefter will do it. Schefter somehow says yes, which was insane to me. And he's like, I can do it as soon as I finish on TV at five o'clock. And I'll give you my walk from the TV studio to the podcast where I have to record. Right. So he's on NFL Live or whatever the show was. And we're watching him because we like sign on a little bit early. We're watching Mm -hmm. him. And he's like, send Schefter the link, send Schefter the link. So I'm sending Schefter the link in the uh in the text thread i don't know how much of this i left in because i took some of it out but i sent i sent Schefter the text in the text thread and he's it, it's because it's zoom we're having him dial in because obviously he's not going to be walking i mean it would have been great if he was walking on facetime but he calls <laughs> right. he he calls in so i thought that was an unreasonable request so i didn't even broach the subject but i was thinking it like he should be walking holding his phone it so, would be funny but yeah He's I already think, doing you enough of a favor. Exactly right. So that's I, where you, I think you have a boundary there. It's pretty far. It's farther than most boundaries, most people's boundaries. But then Stugatz's is like five steps past that. So the good thing about working with Stugatz is like he, knowing he doesn't have those boundaries 
you yourself can like have those boundaries and say, maybe let's not, that's not the best idea. Knowing he's full well going to do it anyways. And sometimes it produces an Adam Schefter the day of the trade deadline. Cause he's been bothering him for an hour while he's on TV doing the show. So I sent him this, this like one link where all you have to do is click the thing. It dials in automatically. It puts in all of the code, all of that stuff. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything except it says like, say your name and, ha- and press pound, which you don't even have to do. So all he has to do is click the link and send pound. So we're watching him on TV. And while he's on TV, he's like texting back. And he's saying like, the link doesn't work. Send me a thing. And I'm like, I'm watching you on TV. Like, how are you having this conversation with me? Like, stop looking at your phone. This is ridiculous. So then I tell Stu Gatz, like, what's going on? I'm like, we got to figure out Schefter. So then he's like, I got it. Don't worry, buddy. I'm going to solve this problem. So he like then thunders into the chat and, and he's like, Schefter, just uh, like, if the link doesn't work, whatever. And he's like, oh, why don't you just call me? And Stu Gatz goes, done, buddy. We'll call you. And I go, Stu Gatz, we cannot dial out from Zoom. Like, I can't call him while you're <laughs> on the work Zoom. Like that, right? He's like, buddy, don't worry. We'll figure it out. Shefty, we got you. We'll call you right at four, right at five o'clock. Don't worry about it. Somehow he then sends him the link and Shefter figures it out and joins us for this walk, which was absurd. But yes, to your point, he's like, I have seven to ten minutes and half of the time was wasted. And I even told you guys, you guys be concise with your questions. Like, this is going to be a quick thing. And, you know, it, it didn't go that way. It was so much effort. Like, it's like you guys sound like you're launching a space shuttle and it's all for nothing. We, his record for, and I love Stugatz, his record for, I'll let you go after this or one last question (laughs) before he lets you go. No lie. I swear to God, you're not going to believe it. 26 minutes. He had a time that he said, I'll let you go after this one. And 26 minutes later, we were still going because he just kept asking questions over and over again. We actually recorded on, uh, I think it was Tuesday for God bless football this week. That's going to come out on Friday. We recorded with, with, uh, with Brian Dayball and, uh, and their media relations person at one point who Stigatz has, has worked with like, back to when he was like a producer for Hank Goldberg. So he's known him for like 25 years or something like that. Like audibly says at a certain point, like you, the microphone picks it up. He's like off in the distance. He's like, you've been saying goodbye for six minutes. Coach has to go. <laughs> as a, I, I, inside like media, like part for the audience, like as a producer, there is nothing more infuriating <laughs> because you got to deal with that as a producer. They, they're not going to talk to the host. They're going to talk to the producer. Mm-hmm. So like, ah, like I hate it. Like you got to hit, you got to go to break or they, they keep going with the guests and it's like ah. the ones where it's his relationships and he like talk to the people mm-hmm. and he does stuff like that it's like not my problem like the weight right. lifted off i'm like you're burning your own relationships here like you'll deal with these <laughs> ramifications like i don't even care like do whatever you want the ones that that are like infuriating are the ones where it's like you have like it's it's like for a brand or something because they're promoting whatever it is speaking of which the guts is calling me for god knows what reason right now so you'll be doing like a you're doing like a brand whatever it is right and their pr people are like on the zoom but like not visible it's like ryan howard for subway or something exactly and they're like typing and they have a heart out like we got to be out at like 11 10 like exactly because it's a tour they have a bunch of other things right and they're like furiously typing in the thing like he's got to go he's got to go he has a minute here he's got to go and i'm like then tell us you got you got to go like they got to go they have another interview he's like one more thing and then it goes six more minutes and they're like getting pissed the whole time like i'm so (laughs) sorry i'm so sorry but then what he does he'll do like the six minutes that are left he'll turn into like a four minute plug for whatever it is that they're promoting so like they get pissed but not that pissed because it's like a huge plug for what they want. It's like a magic trick. 
Uh, Billy, you also came out recently. You came out very strongly against dressing up a dog or baby for Halloween, I believe. Is that correct? Um, Is that correct? I don't know. I could make it correct if you want. <laughs> How old is your baby? I hate your... costumes. Okay. What? I thought you said that. Maybe I. Maybe it's you possible. Can't re- maybe you can't remember all the things you said on all these different platforms. That, how that's old, the. How truth. old is your child? How old is the child that you need to put to bed after we record this? My daughter uh, Mia is. Uh, I want to say sixteen months now. It's okay. weird because you measure thing in in months. Oh, like yeah, it's, it's, she's a year old, but like for the first two years you do, yeah. Yeah, it's strange, and I'm, really? I'm constantly getting it wrong. Yeah. I got a nephew, and one, he, he, he's his birthday is November fourth. As soon as he hits that, he's one years old. Yeah, he's one. But the thing is, is that the clothes, like the sizes, are are by like age, and she doesn't fit the sizes that are by age, so it throws everything off. Like it'll say like eight to twelve months, or twelve to sixteen months, or eighteen to twenty four, or whatever. Right? So like you're trying to go mm-hmm. by that, but like mm-hmm. if they're big, like she's already in eighteen months. She's not eighteen months, and she's gonna be in twenty four months soon. Uh, but she's like 16 months or something. I think that people do it like that to like mark um, like uh, milestones that they reach. Right, Jason? Or I, I don't know why they do it that way, to be honest. They do it that way because a lot changes. Like you can be one. If you're if you're 13 months or 20 months, you'd still be technically one. Like yeah. the way Tony is doing this. But there's a huge difference between a 13 month old baby and a 20 month old baby. See- Whereas Tony, like if you're if you're like you know, 29 and four months versus 29 and eight months. It doesn't really make any difference. But you could also surprise people, right? Like if they're like almost two and they're doing like almost two year old things, you can surprise them and be like impressive with your baby. You'd be like, oh, they can count to a hundred. Oh, how old are you? Oh, they're one. Instead of like, actually they're almost two. And they're like, oh, you're only one years old. Now you got a super baby. Mm, okay. So this it's comes back babies. to people yeah. people being impressed by you because you yes. raised this baby. Yeah, that's what uh-huh. you're about. Sort of. Yes. Yeah. Please be How can I use this baby to make people think better of me? Good. Well, so back to your costume question and dog costume question, if you uh, if you want to know. No, that's fine. Uh, it, so- it sounds like you're not sticking to that or don't remember it or... I mean, so we my Halloween experience this year, we just walked around the neighborhood and there weren't um, there weren't many trick or treaters. Were there a lot of trick or treaters by you guys? Because like I don't I heard from a lot of people like around here that there was not a lot of trick or treating going on. So I wonder what's going on with that. Uh, Well, I live in Chicago. Jason does not live in the city part. Uh, I know the streets were kind of empty and then something really bad happened towards the night. Oh. period in chicago so i think everybody's like was justified like i left work at five o'clock there was no traffic everybody was at home i don't think people trick i was not home for trick-or-treating we live in the suburbs so trick-or-treating is maybe a little more prevalent but i was not home i was coming back from uh, a bears game in dallas that and uh, missed trick-or-treating thankfully because i don't really want anything to do with it um but i think hmm. kids pretty much just go right after school now really because they want to go during the daytime hours, and, and it's usually on a school night, so the kids got to like get home and get to bed at a decent time, yeah. anyway. So, did you dress up your daughter or no? Yeah, my daughter dressed up as Baby Shark, and then we had to do like the whole family thing where I was Daddy Shark and my wife was Mommy Shark. Okay, but yeah. we, so we, so you shouldn't be saying it like your daughter dressed up because she didn't dress up at all. You chose this. This wasn't like oh, my daughter really wants to be Baby Shark. Sort of. Uh, yeah, this is the pushback. We we, de- we decorated our child in this outfit. Okay, but th- this say. this is the pushback that I'll give you. 
originally because she has like a little car that we push her in like not a mm-hmm. stroller she has one that's like a little car that eventually turns into like a tricycle yeah when i know what you're talking about we have one of those yeah yeah so she has one of those but she's not old enough to push yet but it was like a, it's a little pink like car so we thought wow this looks like a mario kart so we were going to make her like princess peach from mario kart and then we were all going to dress mm-hmm. up and maybe have like you know those fake like box cars around us and we were going to do like a mario kart theme thing right and then we were like yeah but then we realized she doesn't know what the hell any of this is right (laughs) but she likes she doesn't know what everything is well she listens she hears baby shark and she like dances around and likes it and bounces up and down so we're like okay like so we'll give her a costume that she knows at least and then when she sees these pictures years down the road she won't care about any of this and that was the thing about trick-or-treating we went up half a block she cried at like the two houses (laughs) that we tried to take her to and then I had like a, I had like a cup like this, like a knockoff like Yeti, and she mm-hmm. was like in a little wagon, and I thought it was a good idea to to sit it in there, and of course it knocked over, even though it had a lid and it spilled all over the place. So she was like soaking wet. So then my wife is like actually like holding her hand and she's walking down the the sidewalk. We basically bailed on trick or treating after two houses of her saying no, and she was soaking wet because I was an idiot and I put this cup inside her wagon and it spilled water all over her and she was soaking wet. So it was a very short trick or treating experience, but we took the pictures. So like she have no idea and we'll just be like, yeah, it was you loved it. It was a great Halloween. You picked out the costume. It is the pictures lie sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. The we look the picture very happy. And, and you just you just you know when you take one of those pictures, like you just hope that you also won't remember what really happened. And that you too will look back at that picture twelve years later and be like, Oh, what a nice time. I mean, the most memories are like that, right? Well, I guess not all memories, but like you usually look back at the past like more fondly than the present. Like that's more of like a human condition not to get too deep but like when you're in things you're like man this this sucks and then you look back you're like oh that was that wasn't that bad that was so much fun like with a lot of things right have you do you not find things to go that way it could go both ways it could be uh that you realize like yeah actually that really wasn't worth doing that really yeah. wasn't worth well, all the have like calling adam Schefter on trade deadline day probably well you know i mean let's be real that was just to get his name on the podcast and see if it got downloads <laughs> There's been so many of those. It sounds it sounds crappy, but there's been so many of those where like the interview ends and it was like not great. And I just look at you guys and I go, eh, it's a name that we can put on there. And then when we send out the podcast a description, we'll just say this person joined the show. You know, what I mean? that's honestly to tone to like Tony back to you for a second. That's the value of Radio Row, right? Yeah, yeah, that's you, the only thing. Yeah. You get those names so that when you send out interview requests, you'll be like. Oh my God, Joe Montana joined this show and Peyton Manning has been on this show. And they don't know that these people were on the show for three minutes promoting Papa John's or whatever. Like they have no idea what what they were on for. They're just like, oh wow. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's, Russell Wilson and Jalen Hurts. Like this must but, be a good show. But Tony's all Tony's all about that though. Tony yeah. has a major star bleeper complex where Tony and then Tony will kind of do like the Stugatz things where like Tony will then claim he knows that person or that yeah. that person's cool or that he's friends with that person. And it turns out it's a person who was nice to him one time when he was setting up an interview. No, not sometimes like sometimes like I, I developed a real relationship with Joe Madden and uh former Bulls coach, uh, Jim Boylan. Hmm. Well, you covered Jim Boylan. Mm-hmm. Billy, do you even know who Jim Boylan is? What's Jim up to do you today? Even recognize that name. Is Jim still with us. He, he, he's still with us alive and well. Uh, um, he actually is coaching USA basketball mm. in, in 
not head coaching yet, but one of the coaches on USA basketball. Well, are you are you still tight with Jim? You still talk to Jim from time to time? Uh, no, not really. Oh. Um, I, I don't think I helped honestly his career <laughs> in any way because I would like routinely ask the last question because I didn't want to get in the way of like the real reporters. Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. And it would usually not be great for him because the way he would end his press conferences sometimes where he'd be jolly because, you know, I'm the young new kid. So he'd be like, all right, thanks, Tone, after they just got blown out by like 20. And that didn't <laughs> really come off well for Bulls fans. Why didn't you Why didn't you ask like the second to last question? Like you saw things are winding down. And you're like, let me just sneak in a little bit earlier this time. Um, I think it was like a confidence thing. It's like, you know, I'm not a – I didn't go yeah. to journalism school. Like I'm not – I'm just here because it's cool and I would like to add this to my resume at some point. And – I just didn't want to get in the way of anybody. So I would just wait. And yeah, I didn't, I don't think I helped <laughs> Jim Boylan at all about how he appeared to the audience when he was here. Uh, I have a question for both of you, but I feel like it's mainly for Tony. Cause I think that Jason will not have an answer for this. So do you have someone that along like that line, you thought you had a good relationship with and you became like, and I don't mean to use this in a disparaging way, the K-funk to that person where you were just reaching out to this person to a point where they're like, I need to stop. I need to stop talking to Tony. I'm sure Jason was not nagging people at any point or like thought that he had a better relationship with people. But do you have anyone that you're like, hey, and you just send like a text from time to time? Um, When I was working in daytime radio when i was epn uh i think that happened to me with uh tom Haberstrom. really <laughs> and it was and then i ended up working with him at nbc when he was at nbc <laughs> so i was like hey remember that playoff run where i texted you every day to come on the show and you didn't come on the show you never went on once but you would text him every day to try to get him on <laughs> he came on one time i booked him one time and i'm like yes i got my nba guess for playoffs and stuff and i don't think he ever came on again hmm. would you ever text him like during the game like hey what'd you think about that play or it was always like professional it, I, I always tried to be professional because like i didn't want to play it the wrong way but i yeah. i ended up playing it the wrong way anyway and uh yeah, like I don't think he remembered me. Obviously, like I know him. So when we got to NBC and I had to book a live show for him, like during All Star Weekend when it was here, um, it was it was a bit uh, like uh, eh, a little bit awkward. But hmm. you know, you live and you learn. Mine would be uh, Cody Parkey, the former Bears and Dolphins kicker. <laughs> what? And I have known Cody Parkey for like probably 15 years because when I was first coming up in sports journalism in South Florida, he was a high school player and he was really good. Uh, and so I was covering him then, knew him, knew it, like met his family and stuff. And then uh, I was covering Florida while he was playing at Auburn. And so I had done at least one interview and story uh, on him when he was at Auburn then covered him when he was on the Dolphins and had a really good season and then ended up uh, not covering him here. I started the year after the Bears were uh, the Bears cut him. And I thought, like, I've always had a very good relationship with Cody Parkey. Uh, if anyone is going to be fair to Cody Parkey, it's going to be me. Like, I always am, have pointed out, like, the kick that got him uh, sent out of town, like, 
was blocked. That's the thing people forget a lot is that it was blocked, <laughs> and that the, their uh, their their offensive line, their def- their their blocking on that kick got absolutely destroyed. Those are things nobody talks. If that kick had just got flat out snuffed, if someone had just batted that thing right back in his face, he might still be the kicker of the Chicago Bears to this day. You're a Cody anyway, Parkey apologist. That's probably fair. <laughs> okay. Why don't we just cut to the chase? That's it. Okay. I really, I really like the guy, and I really feel like a lot of what happened to him at from that point on was unfair. Um, but then he resurfaced in 2019. I was covering the Bears. He was not on the Bears, but he resurfaced with like the Jets or the Titans or maybe both at different points. He has kicked in the NFL since. Um, and uh, I think he was, I think he was with the Titans. And my editor wanted me to go down and let's do a story on Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey hadn't really done anything, uh, any interviews or anything since uh, since the double doink. And we got a guy that has a relationship with him, like knows him. We're not, I wouldn't say we're friends. We don't go to each other's house or anything, but we've had a longstanding professional relationship. And uh, it was just absolutely a non-starter. It was not happening. Like, wow. I, I got shut down at every turn, like, I was going to go down to Nashville to do the interview and it was just no go. Were you, were you reaching out directly to Cody? Like you were dealing with him or like they, there was someone in the middle that was kind of like shutting it down. I was reaching out directly to him because I didn't want him to be blindsided by some PR guy coming in with their quest. And so it, really in those cases, they want you to go through the team. Yeah. But I was reaching out to him preemptively to be like, hey, if, I go, if I, I'm going to go through the team and if I go through the team, are you going, are like, can we talk? Can we do an interview? And that, and it kept getting shut down at that point. So then there was no longer any reason to keep pursuing that. Do you think it was because, I mean, I would assume it was more because of the outlet and where you were covering more so than you, right? Maybe. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. But it did feel a little bit like, Hey, we've had this great professional relationship, but like kind of, you know, you would think what would come from, a longstanding, very good professional relationship would be that you would sit down and do this interview with me. Yeah. And then it didn't. I, that kind of happened to me like when when I was at the, the radio station, um, I went to cover a White Sox game and for like a season, a lot of home games. And I would like talk to Tim, just Tim Anderson, just chilling. Um, at first I was used to get to Tim Anderson uh, by our main. I don't think I don't think Billy knows what you mean by that. Why don't you so, clarify that? So um, my, my first day there covering, I had no idea what was going on, what to expect. So uh, our baseball, our lead baseball insider at the station, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." So we go there and we go right up to Tim. Like, hey Tim, this is you know Tony Gill is going to be covering the team this year, and I'm like, "Oh man, what's up, Tim? It's Tim Anderson, right? I'm a fan." Yeah. I, got, you know I mean. So even though I try not to be a fan at that point, but come on, man, it's Tim Anderson. Yeah. So um, I'm like, "Oh, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, by the way," and then uh, I knew what happened then. Like, I'm the only black guy in there, and I'm young. So me and Tim had some sort of a connection, and then he used that to ask Tim questions off. Yeah, the side I was like, ah, that was not a great feeling, but yeah. it was, you know, it's fine. I got to talk to Tim, you know, every time I went there, and I saw him at a Bulls game, and I was like, oh, what's up? He's like, and then just kept walking, and I was like, oh man, that <laughs> sucks. I really felt like a douche. Yeah, yeah, that was not a great feeling. Have you seen Tim since then? I have not, and mm-hmm. uh, Tim's life seems to have gone, you know. 
down since then. But I'm not saying they're connected. And but why would you point that out? Yeah, that know. seems unnecessary. I that was just gonna very say, spiteful, you know. man. I was gonna say if Tim's Jeez. listening right now, maybe why would you do that. If he's listening, do you have a message for him? But it seems like it wouldn't be a positive one. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. But I mean, is that okay? Is that why, Tim's fault? Why, he why would you sideswipe him like that? This is that's so like this. So, I mean, I think Billy's about to make a really good point here. Like, okay, so Tim Anderson, who meets tons of people and mm-hmm. tons of media people, like he meets more people than any of us do. He's mm-hmm. constantly probably meeting people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember you from a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and you, re, you kind of like your response, your retribution for that is mm-hmm. bl- like airing out his dirty laundry on our show, like related to nothing that we're talking about. Wait, hold on. How, how much time was in between <laughs> when you were covering the team and when you saw it, like so when you saw Tim regularly to when you saw him at the Bulls game? Uh, it, it probably had been like a couple of years. Okay. I mean, so like Tim is now seeing you years later in a totally different environment. It's kind Where of, he's not maybe, expecting you. Maybe understandable. You know, you want to hear a Stu guys story because it's happened just today on something that we recorded for next week. So we had on because Thanksgiving's coming up and he is doing promotion. John O'Hurley, who was promoting the uh, the dog show, who is uh, Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he hosted the family feud, whatever. You may not know who he is. So he has like this recognizable voice. He's just like, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. And, and Tony, do you know who he's talking about? Yeah, John O'Hurley. Family sure. Feud, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a Family Feud for a little mm-hmm. bit. So he was on today, and he's promoting the dog show, and he's promoting his own brand of uh, or partnership for dog CBD oil. That no lie, it's called like O'Hurley's, and he kept telling us over and over again um how great it is and that he's the only person that's put his name on the cbd oil that's how good it is and then the the bottle they sent us a picture has him like on it with like a dog in it it's just <laughs> it's incredible so john o'hurley i guess stugatz has seen the past two years at this lake tahoe golf tournament that oh he yeah goes the, uh, the one that all the football players are in. yeah 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 so i guess john o'hurley plays in this this golf tournament and stugatz has gone and he's done like the i think like the pro-am thing or whatever like two years in a row um so like in the middle of the interview he, he like with a straight face goes to john o'hurley he goes hey you recognize me you remember me and he looks at him and, and he just like ultimate pro move he goes i don't but I don't have my glasses on, so I can't really make out anyone that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but it was like this sort of similar to Tony, where it's like, See, that's hey, nice, remember though. Me? That's, that's <laughs> nice. That's a nice way to do it. Yeah. Tim yeah, Hurley. Now, so. Yeah. Now you, you don't have Stugatz out on the podcast, like uh, talking about John O'Hurley's divorce or whatever horrible thing he's going through <laughs> in his life. I didn't say anything specific. I'll just say it. <laughs> you wanted to. You definitely wanted the to. The White Sox didn't make the playoffs. That's what I meant. But what, Jason? What if Tony's right? And this is like a butterfly effect thing, right? Where like you would have just been nicer and then who knows how the world would have been different if you would have just said hi to Tony, you know? No, why would you encourage that kind of thinking? I'm no. just saying possibly. You never no, know that's, what could have happened. You're, you're, you're playing happened. into this idea that he thinks everything is about him. And in, in his knows. world, it is. Kind of was. <laughs> 
This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 due at signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. It's a great app and you can use our offer. Use our promo code Adjacent200 and here's the deal they're going to give you. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, so a game you're going to watch anyway, put $10 on one of the two teams and if either team scores a touchdown, you win $200 in free future bets if you use promo code Adjacent 200. BetMGM has all kinds of other stuff on there. You can bet on uh, NFL games, like I said, but college football too, NBA, NHL, player props, parlays, they have it all. Just go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and remember to use our promo code Adjacent 200. That'll win you $200 in free future bets when you bet $10 on an NFL game. As long as one of those teams scores a touchdown, that's it. So go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app Bet MGM, the king of sports books. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Gill, producer here of the Sports Adjacent podcast with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. So, before we get into this next segment, um, I wanted to let you guys know that we recorded this uh, episode on uh, Wednesday. So this was before uh, the Kyrie suspension and uh, before the Kyrie uh, statement that he put on his Instagram. And we just want to let you guys know so you know you're not weirded out or anything when you listen to this after so much has gone on with uh, the Kyrie. So um, if you didn't know, Kyrie Irving was suspended uh, for a minimum of five games by the Brooklyn Nets. Also... His donation attempt, his $500,000 donation attempt to the Anti-Defamation League uh, was not accepted because of his comments uh, not really coming out against anti-Semitism. So after all of that, I'm not going to read their statement or the the Anti-Defamation League statement because the final statement was from Kyrie Irving. This is from Kyrie Irving. While doing research on YHWH, I posted a documentary that contained some false anti-Semitic statements, narratives, and language that were untrue and offensive to the Jewish race slash religion, 
and I take full accountability and responsibility for my actions. I am grateful to have a big platform to share knowledge, and I want to move forward by having an open dialogue to learn more and grow from this. He continues. To all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by my post, I am deeply sorry to have caused you pain, and I apologize. I initially reacted out of emotion to being unjustly labeled anti-Semitic. Instead of focusing on the healing process of my Jewish brothers and sisters that were hurt from the hateful remarks made in the documentary, I wanted to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agreed with and disagreed with. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. I am no different than any other human being. I am a seeker of truth and knowledge, and I know who I am. End quote. That is from Kyrie Irving's Instagram. So, uh, again, this conversation was before uh, the suspension and before Kyrie's apology. And uh, we hope you guys uh, continue to like the show and uh, like this conversation that we had. All right. On with the show. Thank you, guys. Should I hit the button? Billy, you want to call some bullshit with us? What do I do? You'll find out. Tony, hit the button. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. It's Billy, it's our weekly segment where we call bullshit on uh, something. And I'd say about 60% of the time it's Brooklyn Nets related. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get dicey today. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. It's like cleaning up after the elephants. Uh, I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you'll get $230 off their new mattress. No promo code needed. It's applied automatically at checkout. You can go on there and look at all the sheets and everything too. They've got great silky smooth 100% eucalyptus sheets. They've got the eucalyptus cotton hybrid sheets. If you want like a, a kind of a flannel feel, uh, but the mattresses are out and available. They are designed for perfect firmness and comfort. They're sustainable. They're made with eucalyptus, steel, and latex. And you can get $230 off by using our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You, you think it couldn't get any worse for the Nets, which I feel like is something I say maybe monthly for the past year plus. And uh, now they fire Steve Nash from a job that he wasn't really doing, I don't think, in the first place. And they're, as of this recording, Wednesday night, they're poised to hire, according to ESPN, Ime Udoka from the Celtics. Problem solved, Tone. Yeah, like I don't... <laughs> there's going to be a lot... When the new CBA comes up, there's going to be a lot of conversation about how they want the league to operate going forward be, just because of this Nets experiment. And that's what it was. It was a, it was an exper- experiment where players got to do whatever they wanted, where the star players got to do whatever they wanted because they had star talent. Uh, and it ended as badly as you could. I don't even know if you can 
think of a scenario that would have ended as poorly as it's going right now. Um, I mean, somebody may give it a try again, but be just because of like the personalities that are involved in this current one, they're just so weird. Um, like Kevin Durant, all-time great player, just a weird guy and weird motives. Like nobody really knows what he wants. And Kyrie Irving, just completely just weird. Uh, but yeah, this is, I don't know what they're going to do. Like obviously life moves goes on things move on but for the present you know next two years they have questions that extend from players to coaching to management to ownership all the way up and down the organization that they i don't know like i I don't know what they're gonna do i don't know what the nets are gonna be in the next two years but it's it's not even fun like the lakers bad fun this is an awful way to watch two great players go down. Yeah. They need to probably blow the whole thing up and start over again. I mean, this is, they already did this when they had Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, but it seems like it's times come up again to do that. Billy, what did you, what have you thought? This is a serious question. What have you thought of the, uh, of everything with Kyrie Irving and his, his tweet uh, kind of endorsing a, a video that has a, a documentary that has a lot of anti-Semitic tropes in it. I, I mean, obviously it's been disappointing to see that. And I think just as bad is the fact that kind of when called out on it, didn't really apologize for it at all. Kind of got defensive, didn't really take it down immediately, just kind of left it up there. Um, said there were other things we should be worrying about. Yeah. I mean, it, trying to just trying to miss, you know, kind of redirect. It felt like like a just overall kind of weird response when being called out where he, you know, tried to say at certain points that he has a platform and it's important for him to put things out there. Then when kind of having his feet held to the fire on certain things said, like, I don't know why you guys think that I have this platform and you assign me this platform that I don't have. Like, it's just odd, right? Where I don't understand why it's almost kind of like the defensiveness and the not just saying, you know what, I messed up. Like, is it a thing where he was being too proud and just didn't want to say he messed up? Or like, do you question like, well, wait a minute, is there actually like something to this? Like, do you believe some of this stuff, you know? So like it it was handled very poorly. It was weird that the NBA didn't really do anything about it. The Nets kind of had a statement, but didn't really discipline him. Like in contrast to how, I guess the heat handled the Myers Leonard situation a couple of years back. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously they're at very different levels. Um, I have a question for you guys. So like they fired Steve Nash, right. And then they bring in Emi Udoka. And that seems like a weird thing to do also. Right. Because the Boston Celtics suspended him for a year and then, you know, it was kind of unclear exactly what went on there and what boundaries were crossed. Like there was rumors out Mm -hmm. there, but then you see like videos that people put out saying like, Oh, like I heard the whole story. Like this is like really bad. Right. And they kind of handled it internally. And they just said, you're going to kind of go away for a year. And then eventually the season started and like that storyline went away. And like, I don't know a ton more that came out right where now it seems like, the Nets are opening themselves up to having to deal with what it is that happened, not under their watch Mm, and explaining why it is that they just hired someone who another team said like, 
you're going to go away for a year and like never mind actually go away altogether. Like you'll be another team's problem now. And if some of that stuff that was that bad starts coming out, like they've now invited that headache onto themselves also, which is why I think it's like a strange thing for them to do. I think they were just strictly looking at how do we salvage this basketball team? I don't even think they were. Let's let's do it the way we always do it. Just grab the biggest name out there with no foresight whatsoever. Yeah, and there, I don't think there was really even a plan. And it happened so quickly. You can tell this must have been pre-planned, like all of it, the firing of Nash and who was going to replace him. It happened with all within like an hour of firing of Nash and who's the, uh, who the next coach will be. Um, and he's worked in the organization. They had a, you know, they know him uh, already personally, and they must feel comfortable enough that he didn't do that there or – didn't you know commit any of these um or had any of these issues under their watch but i agree with you billy like he hasn't even spoke as a boston celtic about what happened so now he's you're going to have to oversee or maybe they just say hey you you're on your own on this we hired you we we shouldn't be connected with this we gave you a job that was our thing you explain yourself to the media we don't have to that's all you um but that is weird that he he has to answer for something that he did at a another organization but you hired him on top of everything else like not even taking into account what happened or didn't happen there it just seems like the last thing they need right now is more more distractions and more controversy around their team they're, they're two and six. They're in salary cap hell for the foreseeable future. So roster problems, contract problems. Now you've got all the Kyrie. It's like, how can we make it worse? How can we possibly make this worse? Let's hire a guy that uh, one of the respected organizations has suspended for a year. By the way, nobody's going to be happier about this than the Celtics. This is like problem solved, man. Like, yes, we'll let him out of his contract today. No longer any issue that we have to deal with you've no uh, decision we have to make about this at the end of the year please have it uh Kyrie Irving by the way has uh donated half a million dollars to the anti-defamation league and uh has put out a statement Wednesday night saying he opposes all forms of hatred and he says quote I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community and I take responsibility I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles uh, I, it, I don't see, I'm sorry, or I apologize anywhere in this. So it's, it's maybe as close as he's going to do to an apology is the donation and saying he's aware of the negative impact. Why my whole thing is Kyrie is, he's a smart person. I just don't understand what he, like when he does this stuff, right? I mean, you know, what was, if, if he watched it, which I don't think he actually watched that whole thing um you couldn't find other avenues to find the point that you wanted to get across or the one little tidbit that you wanted to get across there wasn't another piece of art or a quote or an article something of the the specific part you wanted you had to promote the whole thing which had all this other problematic stuff in there that's that's what i am confused by I mean, I don't. I, why, if he didn't watch it, which it seems like that has become the prevailing thought, like why not just say, like, hey, you know what? Like, 
I messed up. Like I didn't watch it. I didn't know everything that was in there, but like the defensive is the pride. Really- it's the pride. Ego. Yes. This has been his thing all along. Billy is like, he has forever wanted to make you think of him as an intellectual and as this deep thinker as so much smarter than everybody else. And he couldn't possibly admit that he tweeted out this thing and didn't watch all of it or didn't think it through or any of that. Like he's not going to do that. Hmm. I call bullshit. Always fun. Always lively. <laughs> it's brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and you'll get $230 off their new mattress. That's sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. All right, let's do uh, what would Billy do? Oh. Tony, right. you wrote all these. Do you want to ask these? Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. But first... Don't be a sucker. It's time to put one of the most decisive men on the clock. I I don't think I'm a deceitful person. (laughs) It's time to find out what What would Billy do. (laughs) Ah, yes. We are. I don't Back. like this. I At it this. again. Where did with... you find that picture that you put in it with him in a tie dye shirt? This <laughs> is Google. You want okay. it? That came out on Google. You know what yeah. that picture was for? <laughs> so like that that some someone named Billy has a has a restaurant like in upstate New York called Billy's like Bar and Grill or whatever, and sent me that shirt and says Billy's is like, hey, can you send me a picture wearing this? I'm like, sure. I don't know how to do that. Like I don't know what kind of pose you want me. So like I just went out in the yard and send this person a picture, and I guess now it's on Google. Did you do it for free? You just say yes to any random request like that? They sent me a shirt. I felt like okay. it was a nice thing to do. <laughs> All right. But I mean, look, I should I probably should have vetted the restaurant, right? Because that's how you could get who in knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Look at look at this. Endorsing something that you didn't fully explore, yeah. Billy. Go ahead, Tone. I love the intro. That that sounds oh, yeah. that sounds new and improved from the last time we played this game with Billy, which was like last year or the year before. Here's the stressful thing about this. You said that I'm the most decisive person. I am nothing is further from the truth. So I'm stressing this when the actual answers to these questions is how would you handle a situation? And I'm in full control of the answer. I'm still worried about messing this up. I liked the clip that he put in there of you saying I'm not a deceitful person, because if you ever have to say that, then you are. Whoa. <laughs> All right, Billy, our first scenario. An annoying kid is constantly asking questions to his uh, very patient parents who answers every single question on the plane for two and a half hours nonstop. Okay, so you're not the parent. You're sitting in front of them. You're sitting in front of them, all right? Mm. How does Billy Gill handle this? What would Billy Gill do? I'm not confrontational at all. So like I would just be probably suffering. I mean, I put headphones on to try to avoid all of it and turn the volume as high as I possibly could to see if I could drown it out. But like, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to turn around and say anything. The most that I may do is like get up to go to the bathroom and maybe like give like a look or something, you know, or maybe do like a as I go by, but there's no chance that I'm like, what am I going to say? Like, Tell your kid to shut up and stop being curious, you know? That doesn't ever bother me on, uh, when it's little kids. Maybe it's because I have little kids. That changes like, things. What, bother, what bothers me is when it's like uh, a vapid, like 
like 18 to 28 year old that won't shut up about something really stupid mm. about like they're on a phone call with somebody and they're telling the person on the phone everything that they've put on Instagram for the past week. That I can't listen to. Stupid 29 year olds, though. You're shut up. You're like now Just out of up. the bubble. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Again. That's right. <laughs> Our next one. Astros player Martin oh. Maldonado used an illegal bat. Billy Gill, if you had the opportunity to get away or potentially get away with use of an illegal object in a baseball game, what would you do? Wow. So I have a question. What did that mean? Because I saw that story and could not figure out what an illegal bat was that he had Albert Pujols send him. What was what was wrong with it? Like, was it too, too, like, there's too much of a difference between, like, length and weight or something? Or, like, you don't know? I don't know. I just It was just really it was strange. Illegal. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't I don't figure that the, out. Yeah. What, what exactly? Is it the barrel too wide where you can hit more home runs? That's what I'm guessing. We because just nobody... Like, no, nobody no. would complain if it was too skinny. No right? one followed like, up. They're just like, oh, right. he used an illegal bat. And they're like, well, Pujols sent it to him, but he was grandfathered in, so he could use that bat. And it's like, wait, well, hold on a second. So Pujols <laughs> can use bats that are now deemed illegal, but he mm-hmm. can't because Pujols has been doing so for longer. Like, that was a strange story. So what was the question? Would I Basically, would I cheat if I could? Yes. Hmm. I want to say no. I, I'd like to think I'm not a deceitful person, but... I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with no. I'd say okay. no. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine being bad at things. Like, I don't have to, you know, because I feel like the guilt would, would, like, stress me out and I give myself an ulcer or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I knew I was doing something that I really shouldn't be doing and then mm-hmm. I had, like, this guilt inside of me of lying to people, like, I, I don't think I'd be able to get away with mm-hmm. it. Okay. I'd out myself. I'd just tell them. I'm like, look, check my bat. It's illegal. Like, please <laughs> just punish me already. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Rodgers is your teammate, Billy, and mm. just called you out publicly on a nationally syndicated show. You see Aaron Rodgers in practice the next day. Billy Gill, what would you do? How, lo- how long have I been his teammate? Like, how much into my career am I? Because, like, if I'm a, I'm a rookie, I say nothing. I say nothing. I, I talk. I talk a lot. That's your shit. boss. That's your boss. Yeah, I talk behind his back. I'm like this. This effing guy. You know what I mean? Like, what is what's his deal? And it was like I probably would do it like with him too close to your shot, and I'd get like cut from the team. But like, I'd be super pissed and say absolutely nothing about it if I'm a rookie. Like, no chance. All right, you just got your second contract with. The I team. think that's what they did, by the way. Of course. What? I think, what? They, or I think even more. I think they took it another step and went out to the media and said he's right. My favorite part about that was like he he went to the media when I guess they called him out on it. And he's like, "I'm right here. If anyone has a problem with it, they can just come and talk to me." He's like, "Yeah, that's how that's how that works, Aaron." Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the power dynamic in that mm-hmm. locker room. Sure. Yeah, people are just gonna walk up to you, the fifty million dollar man, and be right. like, "Hey, maybe don't blame me, please." <laughs> Our next one, someone is being passive aggressive that they didn't get an invite to your wedding. Billy Gill. So, so this happened to you then, right? That's why you're bringing this up. This must have happened, yeah. Tone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tony what got married last month. So as you know, Billy, from from following his career so closely. Yeah. <laughs> how many? Uh, how was it? Was it a big wedding? A small wedding? It was a pretty big wedding. Yeah. Oh, People, wow. he, there was Tone. There was someone. I can't remember who it was, but there was someone that I talked to at the wedding that had never met you before that day in person. Yeah. They knew you over like virtual and granted that's somewhat expected. That's possible Mm -hmm. during the pandemic, but you literally invited someone you'd never actually met. So this this wasn't a plus one. This was a guess in this case. 
Good. Uh, don't explain it. Explain. I'm it. I'm you dealing with someone who's mad at me for not inviting them to my wedding, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it was a large wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you try to talk your way around it? Did you like say like, didn't I invite you, or like maybe I had the wrong address? Like, how, did you yeah. try to pretend like you invited them at did all? Did you try to be deceitful at all, Tony? Yeah, I'm not a deceitful, deceitful person. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. Right. Um. I just went with the oh sorry uh, and then kind of faded away. Well, hold on, <laughs> how how did this how did this confrontation even happen? At church. At church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Okay. So someone came up to you at church and was mm-hmm. like, "You didn't invite me to your wedding. Why mm-hmm. not?" Mm-hmm. Did you get married at that church? I did not, but a lot of people from the church got invited. They did not. Why? Why didn't you invite this person? Just well, forgetfulness. Oh, so it was an accident, sort of. <laughs> wow, that's even worse. Yeah, they're related to my dad. Oh, uh, and you couldn't just say I forgot. They're related. You couldn't to... just fix it. How close is the relation? Like second cousins. And you, how see how often do you see this person? Weekly. <laughs> I feel like we need to put this a different way. Like we need to put Billy in the shoes of the person you snubbed instead of your shoes. This question was very misleading. <laughs> it seems like Tim Anderson is pissed at you for not inviting you to his wedding or not getting it's you invited to your wedding. Did Tony put it to you in a way like he had done nothing wrong? Yeah, it's a, a in relative. Fact, he had done he sees, all of the wrong. You yeah. see a relative every week. <laughs> It's fun when you have your own podcast that you can come and, and frame it however you want, huh, Tom? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is certainly a benefit to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you just started slowly backing away and just because you, you're going to have to see them again this week. You know that, right? Yeah, every <laughs> like, Sunday, probably, right? That's all I'm getting Sunday. <laughs> Did they bring this up to you after the wedding? The or first before? Sunday back. Okay. So there was nothing you could do to fix it. Beeline for me. The, the only thing you could do at that point would be to tell the truth and apologize, which that it's just not in your bag, huh? Uh, I mean, I didn't know what to do. It was like I didn't feel like I did anything wrong just because there's so many people and I'm already like a forgetful person. It's so yep. many people. And like, how, somebody was gonna fall through the cracks. It's also like, how do you tell someone I just simply forgot you? You know, like it's not like even honesty is probably not the best policy yeah. there, right? And then she, <laughs> I don't remember this part, but <laughs> that's great she, advice she, from a oh there's there's more person. <laughs> there's more. He also mentioned when you first brought her to church, I, I told you she was the one. Oh. I was the first person to tell you that. I was like, Wow, so very supportive. Hmm. Who, okay. Wow, I'd like. We need to have this very supportive person that you snubbed from your own family on the show to give their side of it. Yeah, because I bet it would be framed a little differently. Yeah, I, I, bet, I, I, bet, I bet their contribution to what would Billy do would be a little different than yours. Billy didn't tell me what he would do. Well, so I mean, I don't know what you do in this scenario because <laughs> it's so specific, and I don't see a way out of it. And the scenario is now is very different than the scenario you painted at the beginning, because like. The, the way you could cover for that early pre-wedding is you send them an invite and like the second batch of invites, right? Because mm-hmm. like if, you're, if your location had a, a max, which maybe it didn't, but like if the venue had a max, then you can't invite a certain number of people, right? Mm-hmm. But then as people start saying no, you fill in those spots with like people. You're like, I wish you could come, but we ran out of spaces. And then 
inevitably they get insulted because they realize like, oh, I'm like They're a replacement in fight, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Wow. So, I mean, I guess you just have to apologize or you just, I mean, you could just switch churches, right? How long have you been to that church? Like, this just seems like it's going to be ongoing. His dad, his family runs the church. His dad's the pastor. Well. Switch churches. Yeah, or you switch just, families. Oh, yeah, move. Or, yeah, maybe move. Just, yeah, move. I don't know. Change religions altogether. I feel yeah. like you're going way too far with these solutions, Billy. Yeah. All right, you ready for football roundup? Yep. All right, Tone, hit the button. Football roundup. Come on, it's time to play football roundup. Brought to you by BetMGM on a sports adjacent podcast. Welcome to Football Roundup. It's brought to you by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app or go to uh, BetMGM.com and you can get our great offer for sports adjacent listeners. Uh, if you bet $10 on any NFL game, you win $200 in free future bets. As long as you use the promo code adjacent 200. What's that tone? 200. That's a lot. Yeah. I thought you were signaling me something that I needed to say during the, no, uh, just, just emphasizing. You're, you're just into it. He's just into yeah. it. That's good. I like the enthusiasm tone. That's good. Uh, bet MGM has every kind of sports betting you can imagine. They got baseball, basketball, hockey, college football, obviously NFL, is full go right now. There's parlays, individual player props, uh, everything you want you're going to find there. Just go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. And remember to use our promo code, Adjacent200. Let's get into it, Tone. Let's get people caught up on the important football news. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys? Uh, yes, he has an illegitimate daughter. Okay, that's not really the fact about him that I was planning to discuss ah. today. Um do you know what he dressed? This is much more lighthearted. Uh, do you know what he dressed up as for Halloween? Johnny Walker. That is a great guess. That is known to be <laughs> Johnny Walker Blue, I believe, known to be his favorite drink. Uh, Jerry Jones dressed up, and a photo was posted of this, of him dressed up as a blind referee. Hmm. It's hacky, but it's funny when it comes from the owner. Yeah, it's 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 funny, but you also uh... – kind of delegitimize your place of business. So, you know, funny in some sorts. Uh, I I doubt the the Roger Goodell looked at that and was like, "Eh." I mean, he could have done Roger Goodell in the clown nose, like Sean Payton would have done. Remember Sean Payton had the uh, Goodell clown nose t-shirt? That's funny. Uh, Tom Brady, his divorce is final, so it's going to be Tom Brady out on the open market again. Yeah, man, that's unfortunate. I don't know why he chose football over, you know, his family. Seems I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that, but that does seem to be at the crux of this. Yeah, that's what I want to believe, Jason. Too is like it can't just be that, right? Like it just cannot just be because he wanted to keep playing football. But like the more like you know, I read about it, and you just learn more about Tom Brady as a person and his personality. It may just be that he just doesn't want to quit. And that's, un- that's unfortunate, but I mean, he's out on the market. Giselle's out on the market. Yeah. So uh, it should be interesting to see how it turns out. The New York post had some details on how they're, uh, they had apparently an ironclad prenup. So there wasn't much to sort through. That's why this divorce happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Brady is keeping the under construction $17 million mansion in Miami. 
And Giselle, Giselle gets Giselle shortly before they divorced and she gets to keep this property, bought a uh, quote, modest uh, three bedroom, three bathroom, one point three million dollar home in Miami Beach. And you'd sit there and be like, she's she's got like half a half a bill in the bank. Uh, what is she doing buying such a small, cheap house? Uh, apparently, she's going to use that just for an office. She's got a much bigger home she's going to live in in South Florida. And that that one point three million dollar home that she bought on Miami Beach is going to be her office. So did she have the prenup for Tom to sign? Well, I, they're both super rich, independent of each other. So I would imagine She's that more they rich, had. Though. Huh? Who? She's more rich. Though. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, that's not know, like a hey, Tom. Sign I don't this, think. Buddy. I don't think by a ton though. I, I. Anyway, we'll let you do some research on that. She's also keeping the Costa Rica home. Uh, they did not have details though. It was undisclosed on how they were going to split up the homes in Montana, the Bahamas, and New York City. Uh, who gets to keep what child? Joint work? custody, actually, that's in there. Oh, I thought you like, hey, I, I'll take this one. I like this one. You can keep that one. No, that's only how they're splitting up the homes, Tone. Mm-hmm. And finally, Tone, uh, what did you make of what the Bears did this week? The Bears, uh, the week before this, they shipped out Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. Then Monday, they trade Roquan Smith. That was unexpected. Ro- mm-hmm. uh, Robert, Robert Quinn, everybody had been waiting for months for when he was going to get dealt. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith, that came out of nowhere to everyone. I am not heard anyone credibly claim that they saw that coming. And then the next day, though, then they trade a second-round pick to get Chase Claypool, the wide receiver from the Steelers. So what do you make of all this? Um, what I wasn't as surprised about the Roquan Smith. I think we all kind of expected the Robert uh, Quinn one, but I wasn't surprised about them trading Roquan. I don't think they liked Roquan as a, as a person. Like I just don't think that he challenged him. He was their first challenge as a GM, uh, mm-hmm. as a group, uh, calling their bluff, uh, going to the public about the contract negotiations. And I think from there on, his time was run out, that they were going to look for trade options for Roquan Smith. So um, that wasn't surprising. Um, initially, I thought the price was too steep for Chase uh, Claypool. But when you look at the free agent wide receivers that are coming up, this summer, it's all pooey. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Yeah, and they need and, something because they yeah. pretty much have Darnell Mooney and nothing right now. Yeah, so it's not mean, working a, very well. He's a nice number two. You got two number two wide receivers. I think that's solid. Like they're not ones. Like it'd be great if they had a one. But I think if you got a bunch of twos on your team, I think that's pretty good. I don't know if that's good, but it's Bears good. You know, for what we've seen in our lifetime, that's definitely by bear standards, very good at wide receiver. Um, it was an interesting conversation with Matt Eberflus on Wednesday, the day after they traded Roquan Smith. Are you are you still out on Matt Eberflus? You've been very anti Eberflus. Have you come around at all or are you still out? No, no, no. Like, again, as I, as I repeat my point about Eberflus, mm-hmm. it's all personal. It's not about his coaching. Okay. It's just strictly personal. I don't like right. him as a person. Okay. But – I'm rooting for him as a coach. You only know him as a coach. You don't know him as a person. Hmm. But you like don't like him only. Okay. Yeah, it's which strictly nothing, personal. Which is almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he's he never says anything. He's very good at not answering questions, not giving you information. Uh, but in the conversation about Roquan Smith on Wednesday, 
it was kind of interesting because somebody asked a question about when that draft class was when that draft was happening in 2018, Matt Eberflus was the defensive coordinator for the Colts. And the Colts had the number five pick, I believe, that year. And they drafted Quentin Nelson, the all-pro guard. Odd to pick a guard that high, but he's been phenomenal for them. It seems worth it. Yeah. And he was asked, hey, as the defensive coach, as one of the, as the defensive voice in the room, uh, working for an offensive coach. So he was – Matt Eberflus was definitely the highest defensive voice highest standing defensive person, uh, defensive coach on staff. Uh, did you, were you wanting to, were you advocating for them to draft Roquan Smith at number five? And Matt Eberflus looked incredulous. He looked shocked by this suggestion and said, uh, uh, he went 11th, right? Like, no, 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 he went eighth. He only went a couple picks after you. And uh, he goes, yeah, I don't think Chris Ballard was, interested in taking an off the ball linebacker at that pick at that time, <laughs> which pretty much tells you all you need to know about what Matt Eberflus thought about that. All right. Football roundup is brought to you by bet MGM. Uh, you can go on there and get our offer. If you bet $10 on any NFL game, you'll automatically get $200 in free future bets. <laughs> if either team scores a touchdown, just use promo code adjacent 200. You can also bet on the NBA, NHL, baseball, college football, everything you want. Uh, Go ahead and use our promo code adjacent200 when you go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You also get one step closer to Jamie Foxx. That's right. Man, we have so much stuff for you, Billy, like that we can't get to. We got to wait till next time. I was going to yeah, ask have, you. Uh, Don't need a lot of good show prep for this one. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't black people playing baseball? Um, do you, you notice one word answer to that? Do you think I have? Do you think I have the solution? <laughs> I saw Dusty. I saw Dusty came out and was like saying how like there's like no black players in the World Series, and like I, I don't know what to. I don't know. Like you're a manager, I feel like you could solve that better than I can, Dusty. I don't know what to do. You know. But you know you're you're you know a huge baseball fan, so I thought you might have uh, a couple ideas. To to answer your question, I don't know how to solve the diversity issues in baseball presently. I don't know how to solve any of baseball's issues, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. All right, Billy, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to today? Absolutely. Uh, Elon Musk, you know he's uh, he owns Twitter now. He's going to be running Twitter. Yeah. Straight into the ground, I think. I, I don't think this is going to go well. Uh, a lot of things he wants to change. He wants to fire some people. He's talking about bringing back Vine. Do you remember Vine, Billy? When Vine that was a thing. Yeah. Did does Twitter own Vine? I think so. Huh. Uh, Vine, Vine was like pre TikTok tone. Um, and the biggest thing that everyone has latched onto here of the changes he wants to make is that uh, Elon Musk wanted to charge twenty dollars a month to keep your blue check verification if you have that. And now he's backed off on that. He's going to go to eight dollars a month. But uh, I, Tone, are you going to pay eight dollars a month to keep your verified status? No way. Hmm. <laughs> like it's not what I'm not. I don't feel like I'm important enough. Like I'm. I was surprised the day I got my verified check. They didn't know what they did to you know allow me this guy to get a verified check. Uh, but it was fun while it lasted. You know, people took me seriously. Some hmm. no, know, they didn't. Part. no, 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 they didn't. They definitely <laughs> um, didn't. I was on ESPN because of my verified check. So that was cool. So I'll always have that. 
What did you tweet the guy on ESPN? Um, I was part. I was uh, reporting about something that Jimmy Butler did uh, when he was a member of the Philadelphia 76ers, um, where there was a weird game where the bull, the, the game ended, but it didn't really end it. So the guy, the players had to come back out to finish the game. And Jimmy had said something to Brett Brown, who was a bad coach, but you know how Jimmy is. And I tweet that out and it led a block every day. The next, I mean, for the next day, every show. Wow. Like it led Bomani and Pablo's new show. It led PTI. It led around the horn. So, yeah. Billy, this wouldn't affect you. You're not verified. How are you not verified on Twitter? You have seventy-seven thousand yeah. followers. You're yeah. on a major show. Thanks, like, Jason. Why? Did <laughs> why they come to you know? wanting to verify you, and you turned it down, or what? Uh, so no is the answer. I, I I've just never been verified. Uh, I know when we were at ESPN that I, I had a, it was early on. They sent like a verification process. Like they they mm-hmm. sent some of us to try to get verified, and like some people, I think Mike and Roy did, and at the time like our TV producer did, and none of the rest of us did. Um, did you then, not like, fill out the form, or did you fill out the form and then were rejected? I was. I believe that I was rejected at the time. Um, yeah, and then since then, I think I tried one time on my own uh, to do it because, like, ultimately, what it's come down to is like companies never really tried to get any of us verified, right? So, which is what gets it done pretty quickly is if you have like the company, like, hey, let me get everybody verified, right? It's media organizations usually do what you described, where they they get they try to get all of their reporters or, or personalities verified. Well. Okay, so when this was done the first time, I believe that it was done intentionally in a way that with the person who did it was our TV producer. And mm-hmm. I believe that the TV producer made like a great case for himself and for Mike and Roy and did less of a job for myself and Chris, knowing that we probably wouldn't all get verified. So kind of was like, let me try to sell myself in this group and use these other people <laughs> to get verified and then like billy and chris can figure it out whenever so yeah no i've never been verified i said it one time and they're like well you need to have uh, send us like two or three articles that mention you and then show us like where you're listed on the company website which we don't have a company website and all these things and it's like okay i know i'm not going to get verified so i didn't get verified i do think though and, and this is not a popular thing at all I think there's going to be people that are fine to pay the $8 a month, like just because of um, like companies, I think will pay to have themselves be verified still. Right. Or like shows will pay the $8 to still be verified because it's not a big deal to them. And then I think there are like certain people that will see it as like a status and that are like trying to come up in whatever industry that they're in, where they see the value of I pay what, like $96 a year or whatever it comes out mm-hmm. to. And like, it's worth it if I get extra gigs because of this legitimacy that mm. the verification gives me. I think like less established people are more inclined to pay the $8 than the people who could easily pay the $8 just because they'll see it as like an opportunity to like level up or whatever. Or like if you're someone who's like an influencer or whatever, right? And you're looking to like partner with companies or you want to have like you know outside work come your way like you'd pay the eight dollars to make them think you're someone right where most people like you know that don't need it that have like two hundred thousand followers or whatever just be like yeah, i don't need to pay the eight bucks so you think for every one of me who says i'm not paying eight dollars to continue to populate content on your website for you that there's like 20 people who are unverified but want to be verified and will pay 
Potentially. And I think that also, like, you'll probably see, like, organizations might start footing the bill for that, you would think, right? Because, like, for them, it would benefit them for their reporters or broadcasters or whatever to be verified. Like, if all of a sudden everybody that works for them is, like, viewed as, like, not verified, I'm sure that doesn't look good for them. So what would it actually be to have, you know, your employees verified? I don't know. Or someone starts a new version of Twitter where it's free and they do it like the old way and then that becomes the new thing. And that sounds impossible, but there was a point where you thought replacing Netflix would be impossible too. And Vine. (laughs) I I drove a Tesla, by the way. Have either of you guys driven a Tesla? I drove one last weekend for the first time. How was it? Tony has. Mm -hmm. So this looks way fancy. This is going to sound fancier than it really is that I had a Tesla for a rental car in Dallas. Because it's just because I rent a lot from the same company. So they give you this thing where you can just pick whatever car out of a particular section. And sometimes they're really, they're nicer cars. And sometimes it's like you just are driving a Toyota Corolla and that's fine too. But when I got into Dallas, they had like two nice cars right by each other. They had a Ford Mustang and they had a red Tesla Model 3 that the guy had just brought back. And I asked the guy who had brought it back, hey, what, what do you think I should pick out of these? And he goes, oh, take the Tesla for sure. So I was like, okay, cool. I've never driven one. And uh, I immediately regretted it. I immediately realized this was like beyond my capabilities. I felt very old. This was this would be like giving an iPad to an elderly person and thinking they would know how to use it because there was just way too much going on for me. It's just trying to get it out of the uh, airport. When you drive these things, like when you're driving a, a regular car, I sound old right now, just talking about normal cars versus Teslas. But if you're driving your normal car and you're going like 70 on the uh, interstate, and you take your foot off the gas, it just kind of gradually slows down. This thing starts breaking when you take your foot off the gas. So it, the speed just plunges. Huh. And everything about this car is managed by this iPad looking thing on the dash. Uh, and there's cameras like you can look behind you all the time. And on the side, I don't know why you would need to do that. The biggest thing that scared me about this car was not necessarily for myself because I was super focused driving this thing because I was, I was on edge about it and didn't want to uh, ruin it. But uh, I feel like the whole thing is made to be like a video game. Hmm. And there's going to be too many young people driving these things, treating it like a video game with the little icons on the screen and not really having the full sense of seriousness that they're driving a vehicle on the road. Tony, was your experience similar when you drove a Tesla? I had to watch a 20-minute video, by the way, in my hotel room Saturday night uh, on YouTube to figure out how to work this thing. Hmm. Like it was that far beyond and to how to charge it and all of these things. Yeah. I was perfectly fine. I mean, it okay. seemed self-explanatory. So I don't hmm. <laughs> I know right. two I know two people that had Teslas and they both sold them. One of them sold it because uh it was my cousin and he lives in Tampa, but he would be coming down constantly to visit family and like would have to stop halfway and recharge for like 45 minutes and like got tired of that. And then the other one, uh she had it. And was just getting nauseous every time she was driving it. Like, like would get like horrible, uh, like motion sickness, and was like, "I need to get rid of this car." So, good ad for Teslas. Hopefully, because the way it would plunge in speed, man. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be coming around sniffing around Hmm. for uh, live reads for us. And finally, Billy, a professor at the at a university in Switzerland was shocked while she was studying lemurs to see them do what behavior? Do you think? What do you think this lemur did that she was studying that just shocked her? Hmm. Well, that wouldn't shock anyone. That's what animals. Okay, Tom. Let him finish. 
Um, did a lemur do a flip or something? What did the lemur do? No, the lemur was picking its nose. I was gonna say that. Oh, oh, no, you weren't. Yeah. You obviously weren't. Huh. Hmm. The uh, the a the I I lemur of Madagascar is nocturnal and has very weird long fingers for digging grubs out of trees and plants and stuff, and apparently also for digging out boogers. Uh, Tony, why don't you read what the uh, what the good scientist had to say about this? And now, Tony Gill reads. You're on mute. Tony. You're doing <laughs> such a bad job of this. You're on mute. Ah, Billy Gill. What is up? This is Tony Gill with glasses. Nice to meet you. Hello, Tony Gill with glasses. Oh, man. Jason, it's been a long time. How you doing? Are you, Billy, are you aware of how this works, that he pretends he's another person when he wears glasses? Well, that's Tony Gill with glasses. Okay, so you are. We haven't met Tony Gill yet. Of course. Of course, of course, you of all people think this makes just perfect sense. <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know why he chooses to deny my yeah. existence. He's like, in a I'm different here. room also. yeah. I'm a physical being. Tony no, Gill took a break. A room at all. Tony Gill oh. glasses. Back at it again in the building. Feel me? All right. Professor Ann Claire Faber. It was inserting the entire length whoa, of its finger and those and with the size of its head it was like where's it going i wondered is it inserting it into his brain it was so weird and seemed impossible as uh, as professor faber continued looking into this she found uh, 12 known examples of primates picking their nose Whew, but man, but could not that? yeah thank you tony tony without glasses is back you uh, miss a good story tony without glasses <laughs> oh man i always seem to miss them <laughs> I need to meet him. I feel like we get along very well. Yeah. But the thing is, they can't figure out why this lemur would be picking its nose. And they've not been able to study this in humans much because uh, humans are reluctant to admit it, it mm. said in this article. Um, it is bad in the sense that it spreads bacteria, but there are some potential pros. Uh, one study suggested that humans eating their boogers uh, is good for their teeth, that people who uh, admitted to picking their nose and eating it also reported fewer cavities and there's also this thought that it could help your immune system but in general this is an unsolved mystery about why uh lemurs and other primates have been spotted picking their noses hmm. are you a nose picker billy gill no but i mean according to your story if i was i wouldn't admit it right what? that's true i'm a nose hmm. picker there's there's very few things that are why do you more satisfying than picking out a booger. There's few things more satisfying. Yeah. Why do you Absolutely. do it? Well, you know, sometimes stuff gets stuck in there. You know, something grows. You got a growth in there. Yeah. And you're it helps like, you breathe better. It helps you breathe yeah. better. I've I've adapted to a point where uh, I I will I will pick my nose, but with a Q-tip. Really? So like I will clean. Mm. I almost like a COVID test. I will clean out my nose with the Q-tip, so, and then I can breathe so much better. Hmm. Do you eat your boogers, Tony? Um, I haven't it's, done that in a few years. It's good for your teeth. No, I mean now, now that I know, maybe I should, you know, come back. Yeah. To it, but um, but no, I haven't I haven't done it in a while. Maybe I should have should have kept going. I mean, I got pretty okay teeth, you know. Yeah. You're all yeah. right. Uh, but 
to know that they could have been better. Yeah. If as a child, I just kept going with it. Uh, makes me kind of rethink the whole thing. Like when I have a kid, that's now exactly. I can say, or I can tell my wife, like, hey, let our kid eat the boogers. Eat your boogers. It's going to make their teeth stronger. Exactly. I did not know that. Yeah. We had a friend who their kid was a big nose picker, uh, but and she was not eat it. And the reason that they knew that is because Bad this teeth. kid's like five years old. Yeah, that's one giveaway. You're right, Billy. Mm. But <laughs> she showed them in her room where uh, she showed them what she described as her booger graveyard. Oh, gross. <laughs> That's the news. Thank you, Billy Gill, for joining us. We loved having you. Woo! Yeah. Thanks for having me. Billy Gill's return to Sports Adjacent. Russ will be sad that he missed you. He's a big fan. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching him today on TV. I, I you was, feel like you don't miss him because you see him all the time. I was actually wondering <laughs> when I was watching, I'm like, there's absolutely no way that he can be doing this. There's a World Series game on right after this. Like this he, would be very he irresponsible. He, he could and he would, but it wouldn't be at this time. Like Russ, Russ has been very, very committed over the last two years because he's been a baseball right, uh, baseball beat writer the whole time. He yeah. pre- prior to this uh, position with Bally's, was with Bally was uh, the our Chicago Sun Times Cubs beat writer. So it's same schedule in a lot of ways. And there were times where like we'd be recording this after a game, so about 12 o'clock midnight when Russ would get home, we this is when we would do it. Yeah. That's what side jobs are, man. Well, he's elevated. I saw national baseball reporter. Yes, yes. He's been climbing. He's been climbing. Uh, My wife shared an article with me uh, overhearing our conversation about nose picking that says, can picking your nose really cause dementia? Oh, what to know about the trending study? Okay. Tony, go going to read again. Why don't you vet that for us? I, I, vet it out, I, want, you, I, I want you to like present a book report on this. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this was a sign that uh, we will not encourage our kids to eat their boogers. Oh, okay. Mm. But the teeth. Yeah, you know, like who's going to know you got dementia, right? If you got great teeth. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Sports Jason is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can get $230 off their new mattress, uh, extremely comfortable mattress. And uh, you will get $230 off just by using our links, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. No promo code needed. Tone, do you have a uh, an endorsement of the mattress? Yeah, to piggyback on our earlier point of uh, earlier show about the your, your earlier, yeah, your earlier point, yeah, uh, our earlier point, you know, yeah, together, together, all of we us. yeah, um, eucalyptus, like all of us said whatever Tony said. That's, I, that's the yeah. that's the position we're taking. I haven't ingested the mattress. You know what? But I wouldn't, you know, put it past myself, you know, because eucalyptus is good for you. Oh. Koalas eat it. Koalas mm. have been here longer than we have so why not trust the koalas enjoy well, sorry, the what was that last part? i think he's right and and just enjoy the mattress yeah. it's 230 230 off mm-hmm. to change your life that's right you can get that 230 discount be a koala koalas use them tone uh i i hate to um you know nitpick on your science here you're saying that koalas predate humans yeah yeah that's okay true. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. 
But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.